the river. Let's praise him. We praise him. Father God, we want to come alive in your river, Lord. Pour out your river over us right now, Father. Father God, we long to just soak in the river of the Holy Spirit, in the river that flows from the throne of God. Thank you, Jesus. So we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come. Saturate our souls with that river. Be present. Be present, Holy Spirit. We long for you. We want to sit in your presence tonight, Lord. We just invite you to come and rest on us. Fill us. Overflowing. Overflowing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Let's give him honour, church. Let's give our Lord honour. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, gorgeous band. I love you. You're so beautiful. Take a seat, everyone. Well, hi, everyone. Here I am again. <laughs> I feel a bit like that today. Hope you're all good. Everyone doing well? Yeah. Anybody go to Adele last night? Any of the young people? Or is that kind of an old person's thing? <laughs> I tell you what, guys, we've got to pray for her to be in heaven. She has got an amazing voice. She needs to sing and worship God. We need to pray her into the kingdom. Well, tonight's message is about family blessing. And I kind of, I love that because I love family. I love kids. I love family, cousins, aunties, uncles, you know, the whole bit. <laughs> we've been kind of raised in that atmosphere of family. So tonight, I just wanted to talk about some, some things. I'm, I might repeat myself. So if you were here this morning, I am going to sort of mention a few things. Um, and I just want to remind us that it doesn't matter who we are. Every single one of us was born in a family. We have a mother and a father, regardless of whether they um, maybe understood their role or valued their role as parents. We have, we have sisters or brothers. We are sisters or brothers. Every single one of us was born by God's design inside a family for nurturing, for protection, and for love. We, that's what the way God designed it. And we are reaping, really, what others have sown before us, whether it be good or evil. We're reaping what was sown before us. And in the same token, there are things that in our life we will do that others will reap and sow. You know, so what we sow, we have to think about that when it comes to family blessing. And it's clear that in the Bible that through Adam, the curse came. But through Abraham and then in his lineage, through Jesus Christ, came the greatest blessing known to humanity, the blessing of salvation and reconciliation. And the Bible clearly asks us to choose. The Bible very clearly asks us to choose. In Deuteronomy, there's a verse, and I'm going to read that in 3019. It says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. So we have a choice. We have two options, life or death. What are we going to choose? And if you're a young person here today, I mean, I, I often say to God, wow, if I was a young person and I knew you then, Lord, would, would my life have been different? We have a great opportunity as young people to be sowing seeds in our future and the future of our children, even if we may not even have a partner yet. But there is that potential in us to be sowing that blessing. Who are you going to choose? What are you going to choose? Life and blessing. I encourage you to choose that. I just want to tell you a story. A long time ago, Mick and I decided 
we were going to choose life. When I chose life, I didn't have children. I didn't know if I would have children, but I made that conscious decision that I was going to follow God and whether my children came or not, we were going to dwell in his house forever. That was my choice. I chose that. That was my blessing. I wanted to choose life. I wanted to choose eternal life. I did not want the next generation to grow up the way I did because my parents didn't know God the way they know him now. That I did not grow up in the presence of God, able to access God, able to move in his power and see his power. But I wanted something different for the, for the next generation in my own life. I wanted something different. I wanted to sow different seeds. And that meant for us, for Mick and I, that we had to let go of some stuff. We had to let go of family. We had to let go of some friends, some habits. We had to let go of a whole lot of stuff because I no longer owned my life. I gave my life to Jesus. So my life was not mine anymore to do what I wanted with. I gave my life away. And even when I first came to the Lord, Mick and I sort of gave our life together, but then I chose at that point to walk with Christ. I started to go to church. I was dwelling in his house. Mick kind of thought he just wanted to have a good time for a bit. <laughs> Actually, he was having a great time. He was, he was going down like a four-lane highway actually a freeway, really fast down this wonderful big wide road. Actually, it was four lanes going and four lanes coming. It was a huge road that he was on. <laughs> I decided in my own heart, for the sake of my marriage, for the sake of my family, me and Mick, I was going to make a choice to choose life. Joshua, in chapter 24, verse 15, says, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord... Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. We can make that choice right now, whether we have children or not, whether we're young or not, whether we're old, young, whatever, whatever, we can make that choice right now to serve the Lord. And serving other gods, it doesn't have to mean that we're bowing down to another god. What it could mean, our own self-gratification. We could be doing what we want to do. We could be worshipping people. We could be wanting to please people. We could be following the desires of our flesh. But we need to choose who are we going to serve? Who is it this day that we will serve? And one of the things that brings the greatest blessing is obedience, obedience to God, obedience to the voice of God, the word of God. Abraham's blessing was for all generations. And the words in the Bible, Genesis 12, 3, say about Abraham, and I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in all the families of the earth shall be, in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Abraham was obedient to God. Abraham was not self-seeking. We receive a blessing because he was willing to give up his only son. And I think if I often think about that, even for his son, how obedient was his son, who some people say he was about 12 years old when his father took him and laid him on that altar. Can you imagine? Abraham was being obedient to God, but this son was being obedient to his father as well. Can you imagine me taking Bradley? He'd probably 
in one sniff pull me over and I'd fall on the floor. But imagine putting somebody on an altar, getting the knife out, tying them up. That boy would have known, what's my father doing? He's going to kill me. He would have known. But he didn't run away. I thought to myself, that child should have ran away. I would have run away if that was my dad. But just the way that whole thing played out and then God just said, "I, I hear you. I see your heart. You are willing to give up anything for me because you've done this thing, because you've been obedient, even when it hurts, you've been obedient, even when it hurts, I'm going to bless you and all the families on the earth are going to be blessed because of your obedience. Jesus in the Bible was obedient. He was obedient even unto death. Do you think we might be able to do that? I don't know. But that fascinated me that we could be that obedient that it doesn't matter if we die. And there are people on the earth today actually doing that very thing, being obedient, testifying of Christ unto death. It's an amazing thing to be that obedient. There's another man in the Bible, and I just wanted to talk about Jacob's blessing today because Jacob had 12 sons, and they had this, the, the same father, and there's a time in a, in a man's life when they come and they get a blessing. That's the Jewish custom. They come in and every child got a blessing. So every son got a blessing. And Reuben was the eldest son. He was Jacob's eldest son. And Jacob called all all his kids in, 12 sons. Can you imagine how much steak that mum had to cook? My goodness. (laughs) 12 sons. (laughs) So by his birthright, Reuben was entitled to a double portion. He should have had twice as much as the other sons, twice as much in terms of finances and lands and whatever, twice as much because he's the firstborn son. But Reuben inherited the lesser blessing. He inherited the lesser blessing. And I just want to read in Genesis chapter 49, verses 1 to 4. It says, Then Jacob called his sons and said, Gather around so I can tell you what will happen to you in days to come. The blessing is a prophecy as well. And then he said, Assemble and listen, sons of Jacob. Listen to your father Israel. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honour, excelling in power. Turbulent as the waters, you will no longer excel, for you went up into your father's bed, onto my couch, and you defiled it. Reuben's choices cost him what was allocated to him in his birthright. He made bad choices. He didn't walk in obedience to God. He didn't honour his father. And we all have a blessing, not just salvation, but so much more. God has so much more. And I don't know what Reuben's life was like. And I don't know really the ins and outs of of what happened with Reuben, but I know that Reuben was not obedient. I want to tell us today that if there have been times in our life where we may not have been obedient, that the blood of Christ that we just spoke about and when we had communion we talked about is here to cover every single thing that we have done. And we don't need to live like that, that there is a blessing for every single one of us. It's set before us, life and death, blessing and cursing. What are we going to choose? And God has already blessed us. We don't have to perform to receive a blessing. We don't have to, to, do, to pay to receive a blessing. It's there and he's saying to choose it. 
It's right there for us to take. Who will you and your house serve? What will your children inherit? And we need to think about that. We cannot live in the moment. We've got to think of the future generations. As you read on in that that chapter 49, it talks about Joseph's blessing. And I want us to see the difference between Reuben's blessing and Joseph's blessing. Now, Joseph, Joseph was his father's favorite. He was the 11th son. And this was what his father said to him. Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over a wall. With bitterness, archers attacked him. They shot at him with hostility, but his bow remained steady. His strong arms stayed limber. Because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, because of your father's God who helps you, because of the almighty who blesses you with blessings of the skies above, blessings of the deep springs below, blessings of the breast and womb. Your father's blessings are greater than the blessings of the ancient mountains, than the bounty of the age-old hills. Let all these rest on the head of Joseph, on the brow of the prince among his brothers. All these are the 12 tribes of Israel, and this is what their father said to them when he blessed them, giving each the blessing appropriate to him. When I read those two blessings, I I know what blessing I want. I know what blessing I want. I want to be like Joseph. Now, Joseph, he, he was called the fruitful vine. The fruitful vine. That goes on for generations. Fruit goes on for generations because the fruit has the seed in it it goes on for generations whereas Reuben imagine if Reuben Reuben was blessed Reuben was turbulent waters imagine he would have been a deadly tsunami if God blessed him in what he was doing I want to be a fruitful vine I want to be a fruitful vine they were both presented with the same temptation Reuben with his father's concubine Joseph with Potiphar's wife. Do you remember that story? He was jailed. He was innocently jailed because he would not do the wrong thing because he was obedient. He was innocently jailed. But the thing for Joseph, sometimes you might feel like you've done the right thing all the time. You might feel like I've done the right thing. Why do these things happen to me? Or you might not feel so blessed. He was in jail. He did the right thing. He was a righteous man, yet he landed in jail. But do you know what? The blessing never, ever left him wherever he went. In the pit, he was blessed. When he was sold as a slave, he was blessed. In the jail, he was blessed. He was favored. Everywhere he went, he was the one that they noticed. He was the one that they saw. He was the one that they raised up. He became the greatest man in Egypt, standing right next to Pharaoh. Every single thing he did was blessed. It didn't matter where he went. It didn't matter how bad life got for him. He was blessed. And you know what's even more beautiful about that? That his blessing, his fruitfulness, this is why his father called him fruitful. Because even though his brothers were mean to him, they were nasty, they, they did the worst things brothers could do to each other. They, he, they were really nasty to him. They did not deserve a blessing. They, they did not deserve a blessing from Joseph. Joseph, when they came to him in the famine, Joseph could have just had them all killed. Maybe that's what they deserved. But no, 
And do you know what? We're the same. We are, when God looks at us, he doesn't want to give us what we deserve. He wants to bless us. He wants to bless us. He wants to bless us. And so Joseph, rather than giving his brothers what they deserved, he gave them what they didn't deserve. And their families lived because of Joseph. That's why he was a fruitful vine. The family blessing. Joseph blessed his family. And I think we can do that too. We can stand in the gap for our family. We can stand in the gap for our family. In my life, I was the, the first one to serve the Lord in the way we, we serve the Lord now. The first one, little old me, I was the one. While Mick was traveling on that four lane, that eight lane freeway, that big wide road, I was walking down the hallway. I could have felt alone, but I didn't. I had the whole church praying for me and my family and my husband, praying for the children that I didn't have that I really wanted. I was walking down the hallway and I felt Christ on my right-hand side and I felt the Holy Spirit on my left-hand side and I was just walking, just walking down that hallway. It wasn't wide, it was narrow. It was narrow. And you know what? Because I belonged to the church family, because people were praying for me, because God was working and moving in my life, because I'd made the choice, I'd chosen life, that God did amazing things in our family. So I chose the hallway. And I want to encourage you, don't choose the highway, choose the hallway. It's much better. It's much better. I just want to read from Matthew chapter 7. It's verse 13 and 14. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. And I love the words leads to life because it's all about life, blessing and life. Choose life for your sake and for your family's sake. And last, last week, Mick preached a beautiful uh, offering message and he, and he talked about Cornelius and how God remembered Cornelius. And you know, when I was on my own in that place, going to church on my own, doing the, everything on my own, and all, everybody was praying for us, the most beautiful thing I felt was that God remembered me because it didn't take long before my husband came to the Lord. My sisters came to the Lord. My parents came to the Lord. My mother-in-law came to the Lord. My sister-in-law came to the Lord. My auntie came to the Lord. My cousins came to the Lord. Mick's auntie came to the Lord. Mick's cousins came to the Lord. And the family blessing continues because we stood in the gap. We stood in the gap. We prayed for them. We prayed for that blessing. The, the ultimate, the greatest blessing is that we will be in the house of God. We will serve the Lord and our families will find salvation. That's what I'm going to sow in the ground. And I want to tell you today, if you haven't seen that, it's in the ground. The seed is in the ground. The seed is in the ground. The seed is in the ground and it will sprout, it will grow. God, God is onto it. I was reading a book called The Blessing. I thought it'd be really good to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and it was written by a gentleman called Dr. John Trent. And he writes in this book, and I quote, Today... Blessing messages go out as tweets and emails. 
or with text messages sent from Blackberries and iPhones. Yet with all the advances in technology, the challenge of raising children in a world haunted by terrorism and social upheaval has drawn people more than ever to want strong, loving families. In that search, they keep coming back to God's word and to the blessing. They keep coming back to God's word and the blessing. And I think there's a hunger on the earth today to be blessed. And you know what? We have the power in our mouth to speak blessings over people. When Jacob blessed his sons, he spoke those words over them. When he had his little grandsons, Ephraim and Naphtali, the little ones, Joseph's two little boys, he put his hands on them and he spoke a word over them because blessing is, is prophecy. You speak life onto that person. You speak life and you speak blessing. I want to encourage us to be speaking blessing. And I, and I come from the Middle East and I spoke about this this morning. In the Middle East, there are blessings coming out of your mouth in the, Arab, in the Arabic language and in the culture there like you would not believe. So if, I ask, if my grandmother asked me for a glass of water, she would say, get me a glass of water, Allah alayki, which means may God favor you. If my mother asked me to do something, may you find success. Whatever you do, it's on our tongue. Whatever we do, all these words in, on our tongue consistently in our tradition. And I think we've lost something in, of that tradition, that these words have power. And we need to speak them over our families, over our children, over our lives. We need to speak those words of power over our families. It's really important that we speak with our mouths the blessings. I always pray for blessings over my children, even though, you know, really, they're not little kids anymore, but I don't stop praying for them a blessing. Wherever they go, I cover them. I put my hand on them and I say, I cover you in the blood of Jesus, and I kind of hit them like Pastor Phil does. Because <laughs> I can't really, you know. Yeah, that's what I do. Whatever they do, that they would be blessed. Whatever they do, that they would be found in the house of God. Because I prayed a very long time ago, and the seed I've sown in the ground is that me and my house, we will serve the Lord all the days of our life. That's where we're going to be found, serving God, doing what we're doing. And I'll just tell you the greatest blessing I have found in recent years, the biggest blessing in my life right now is what we're doing with our new arrivals through the new life service. It has so blessed me. And you know what I am seeing? I am sowing out of that, out of what we're sowing in them, God is, God is giving a harvest in our own life, in my husband's work, in what the children are doing. I've just overwhelmed. Even this plant that was dying is now growing. I mean, the blessing is just in the little things, not just in the big things. There is blessing. There is blessing as we bless. There is blessing as we give. It's just there. We've got to choose it. Choose it. Choose life. Choose life. Really, I want to encourage you to do that. That word life in that, in that particular scripture, it actually has connotations and it, and it means movement, movement. Life, when you move towards God, is life. And the word death in that context is actually moving away. And you know, when you move away from God, that's a very isolating place. So let's just choose life and move towards God. Let's be in the things of God, in the house of God. Let's be blessing people in the name of God. Allah, you wafik. God bless you. 
it's really important that we do that. Now today, I'm just going to pray a prayer of blessing over all of us. And I want us to stand up and raise our hands to God as I pray this prayer over you all. Because I really believe that words have life. And we're going to choose life. We're going to speak life in our life. We're going to live for God. I'm just going to pray that over you right now. And if you have family that maybe don't know Christ, if you have family that that you really are praying for, I want you to pray this in your heart for your family, whoever they are. Let's stand in the gap and sow those seeds of blessing. So let's raise our hands to God. So Father God, I just thank you, God. Father God, I just bind every curse in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, every curse. I bind it right now over every life, every soul in the name of Jesus. And right now, Father God, I just speak a prayer of blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his light shine upon you and heaven be open above you. May you and your generations inherit his promises. Let healing and wealth be your blessing and the road he set be clear before you. May he always lead and guide you. May the work of your hands prosper with whatever good they do. May your spouse be faithful in heart and bring you joy. May your home be filled with laughter of children. May your offspring flourish in his righteousness. May your household be found in the house of God and inherit his salvation. Let peace and unity live in your home and joy be found among you. May your heart contain the love of Almighty God. May you and your family live in continuous blessing and may he fulfill the desires of your heart. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's just give him honour. Let's praise him right now. Thank you, Jesus. Fantastic. Can we give it up for Pastor Rhonda, my wife? Sometimes, um, you know, truth, the Bible tells us about the truth will set you free. And there was a lot of truth in that, that I did give my life to Jesus at the same time she did. But instead of being in the hallway, I was on a highway. I don't know where most of you are at right now. I don't know whether, I don't know all of you, of course. I don't know your deepest secrets or what your lives are bringing. I don't know where you're standing today in the knowledge of Christ. And I don't know if you understand the terminology that's been used, saved. But you know what? In reality, I'll tell you my story. I came up to church. I gave my life to Jesus. I prayed the prayer, Lord, I give you my life. But in reality, I didn't really. It just seemed good to do it at the time. And then I kept on doing things my way. My way the highway you know but God then come knocked at my door just like the story in the prodigal son God knocked at his door in his darkest moment now you might not be in that moment that dark moment of time but you might be on that road and this is a time that's divinely appointed no one is here by accident this is a time that's divinely appointed that God comes knocking on the door of our heart and he just challenged us, what are we going to choose? Life or death? It's so important that he cares so much that he sent his one and only son. He paid the price fully to redeem each and every one of us. 
So with everybody's eyes closed, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to extend an invitation. If you feel a tugging on your heart right now, if you just feel like God is knocking on your heart and he's saying, you know, I know you've been in church all this time. Yeah, of course, we have been in church. Yeah, we do pray. We do read the Bible. But I've actually surrendered my life to him. Have I said, Lord, I invite you, help me live. So with everybody's eyes closed, I'm going to give that invitation and with boldness, I believe the Holy Spirit's tugging at someone's heart right now. You're going to raise your hand. I'm going to just invite you to come out the front. I'm going to pray with you. And if you've been in church for a long time, but you're not assured, you haven't got that assurance, you don't know whether you truly are going to go to heaven. If you were to pass this life, you can have that assurance here today because the Bible is so clear. Those who give their life will live. So right now, at the count of three, just raise your hand. I'd love to pray with you. One, two, three. Who's going to be the first tonight? Thanks, Tony. I'll see that hand. Anybody else here? It's about choosing life. Tonight is an opportunity that we can choose life. We can get off that highway and get onto that hallway and just seek God with all our heart. Receive all the blessings that he has for us. Is there anyone else here tonight? Anyone? Um, this might so sound a little bit funny, but I truly feel in my heart that someone's still struggling right now. Christian's praying. There is someone here still struggling with putting their hands up. I see that hand. God is awesome. God is so awesome. You know, it's not changing a religion or leaving another church. It's actually just coming up and meeting with our Creator. Is there someone else here tonight? Thank you, Lord God. Okay, look up, you guys. I had two men put their hands up, and I really would love to invite you guys to come out the front. I want to pray with you. So proud of you guys. It's a brave decision, Tony. Awesome, man. Welcome, my friend. Can we give my friend a hand as he comes up here? Amazing, brother. Hey, how you doing? What's your name? Z, pleased to meet you, my friend. Fantastic. So brave of you guys. Tony, Z, fantastic. Today, your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's what Paul says. Today, you've come and just accepted God's invitation of grace. You know, so, and salvation means we have eternal life with Him. So I'm going to pray a quick prayer. If you can repeat the words after me. The Bible is clean. says, by our lips, we confess Him as Lord in our heart. We believe that He died and rose again. So repeat after me. Father God, everybody can repeat this. Father God, I just thank you so much for your son, Jesus. Lord God, I receive him tonight. I open the door of my heart and I ask him to come in. Forgive me my sin. Cleanse me. And Lord, from tonight on, I want to walk with you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, Father.
these guys a hand. Just walk with Leon and they're just going to give you a Bible and pray with you. By the way, on your seats there is an envelope. It is for you to take home. It is the prayer of blessing for your family. And as we continue to talk about the blessing of the family, you know, some of us can go through life, as Rhonda was saying, feeling like we've been ripped off, like Reuben, you know, we've been ripped off, that we haven't actually received the blessing that Rhonda was talking about. Can I just say to you, that is a lie. The blessing is coming. Rhonda has already said that the seed has been sown. So tonight I just want to invite those that feel that way or those that have been praying, maybe for a partner, maybe for a child, maybe for a job. I want to invite you tonight to come out the front and just receive. Rhonda's going to be standing out here. The team's going to be standing out here. We're just going to pray blessings over your life in Jesus' name. God bless you, church. Come on out. Don't be shy. Everyone, just come on out. place you're welcome draw ever close to me longing for your presence God my peace water in the desert fire in the night speaking to these dry bones Holy Spirit breathe breathe new life in me come in some power awaken me like a fire in me give strength into my feet lift my eyes to see you Jesus Christ my King the veil lifted from my eyes begin to see the host of heaven's armies stand with me. With you I won't be beaten, you lead my victories. You fill me with your power, Holy Spirit breathe, breathe new life. 